Thank you for listening to this Keely Media production. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Hey, everybody. This is Kedra. Listen, if you want to have your business advertised right here in this very spot at the beginning of our podcast, then hit us up at whatslovepodcast at gmail.com and we'll get you started. We have some really good introductory rates right now, but act fast because they won't last long. So go ahead, hit us up, whatslovepodcast at gmail.com and we can get you started today. Hey everyone, welcome to the What's Love podcast, the newest and grownest podcast. I'm your host, Kedra, along with your co-host, Erica. And Barry. And we're discussing it all, love, dating, marriage, breakups, and heartbreaks. So make sure you get comfortable because we are sure you're going to enjoy this episode of What's Love. Hey, Barry and Erica. How y'all doing? Doing well, Keisha. How about yourself? I'm good. How's your day? Everything is wonderful. Everything is wonderful. That's good. What's been going on with y'all today? What's going on with me? Teaching those children, uh, getting back from the holidays, wishing I was back. Oh, yeah, the holidays. How were your holidays? It was good. Really good. actually had a wedding this past weekend. Um, that was really good. Some friends of ours got married and had a beautiful wedding. Oh, we love marriages. Oh, we do do it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so convincing. We love marriages. Oh, here you go. Don't start. <laughs> we love marriages. Erica, how was your holiday? It was wonderful. I enjoyed my time with my family, my children. We had a really good time. That's good. That's good. That's great. All right, you guys. So you guys know that I like to do an affirmation of the day. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really important to just affirm yourself a little bit of self-love because self-love goes a long ways when it comes to relationships. So Erica, what's your affirmation for the day? I am qualified. Mm -hmm. I am qualified. What are you qualified for? For whatever I intend to do. Okay. I like it. I like it. Okay. Barry, what's your affirmation? Um, what is my affirmation? Mm-hmm. I like I like Erica's. I'm like, <laughs> I'm more than enough. Like I'm more than capable of doing what needs to be done. Okay. I like that. That's what about that's good. My affirmation is let me see, what was my affirmation this morning? Uh be nice to yourself. So that's a little lesson that my because y'all know I go to therapy avid I'm like an avid therapy goer. Okay. I believe everybody should have a therapist, needs a therapist, should have a therapist. Um, so that's one of the things that me and my therapist are working on right now is just being nice to myself. Um, so that goes a long ways too in in our relationships, right? Yeah, I actually got a good. therapy uh, session this Thursday, the night. Oh, good. And you know what? I'm glad that you said that because no, seriously, I'm glad you said that because a lot of men, a lot of black men, mm-hmm. stray away from therapy. Right. Yes, you know, correct. I don't need it. I don't want to buy up in my business. Right. Yada yada yada. So I'm actually glad to hear you say that, and I hope that that encourages. Uh, another man Absolutely. to go to therapy. Why are you, why are you going to therapy? One, um, I've found the benefits of it. Like, um, so one of the things that I've seen with even in my family, history of mental illness, 
Okay. And so I'm not wanting to repeat the cycles or the right. generational curses. Right. So I was like, I know I need to do something different. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm being honest with myself and my emotions and my thoughts, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way. Men that, actually have emotions. Right. This one does. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't Everybody even, has emotions. Right. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, anxiety, fear, right. insecurity, all these different things that I've, I've had to be honest with within myself and then I'm seeing how they affect affected me as a man, as a husband, mm-hmm. as a brother, as a son. So going to counseling is uh, definitely been a huge benefit. So I have an appointment this Thursday at five o'clock. Now let me ask you what are you going by yourself or do you and your wife Melissa go together? I do both, but this particular counseling session is actually a couple's counseling session. Oh, good. Okay. You know what? When I, if, if I ever get married, um, I, I I have a friend who years ago we were talking about therapy. She said her and her husband were going to therapy, but nothing was wrong. Right. Yes. I agree with that. I agree with that too. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Or just to like keep it, to keep it healthy. Exactly. So, um, yeah, if I ever get married, then that's something that I, that's very important. I hope that my husband, um, will be agreeable to is going to therapy. Um, even when we're not mad or in an argument or there's not some issues there just to, you know, absolutely. It's always, always healthy to have an objective viewpoint. And that's professional that can actually help you navigate through emotions and situations, um, you know, with some professional um, expertise. Mm-hmm. And you so. don't want to get to the point where something is wrong because a lot of the times people wait till, until it's too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to recover. Yeah. After you've already think about it, like, you know, how we take care of our cars, yeah. you get your oil change right. every, yeah. right. you know, every so many miles, you get your oil change. Yeah. But then what happens if, if the oil runs out? You yeah. tear up your engine and, right. you know, who knows, what, you know, whatever else may go wrong. Yeah. So. It's yeah, important to have right. those like maintenance checks yeah. for your for your marriage. For your marriage. <laughs> yeah, even for your relationship. Right. You know, and what's so interesting, man, is like, and I don't want to sound corny, but I love my wife so much, and I'm so, oh, don't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we love Melissa too. <laughs> so I love my wife so much, man, and I can remember being a young man and looking at my parents' relationship, and not only my parents but other relationships, and I always kind of seeing the men kind of not be cooperative. You know yeah, what I mean? right. Like, yeah. yeah, I ain't going to the Tupperware party, or you know, I don't mean having that conversation. I'm not going to counseling. Right. Like, yeah. So I, and maybe it has a generational thing too, like older men. I think that does have something yeah. to do with it because you know. um, in years past, there was more specific gender roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we're getting to a point now where it's not right. We don't have it's any. not. We don't see those definite lines. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that being said, having seen that, having had those experiences, loving Melissa, it was like, well, I've been much more inclined to, like I said, have conversations, deal with my emotions, go to counseling. So yeah, I'm all for it. So I do hope that other men, because I even have homeboys of mine now that we text. They're going through things and they're depressed and they're fighting go all this to stuff. Therapy. Like and I'm t- and I'm you know, go to therapy, go to therapy. And they're just like, nah, bro, I'm talking right. to you. Yeah. I'm like, well, but it's I'm good to talk to you. Right. Yeah. You know, I was I, I was I really loved so I, I love Jay Z and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I love Jay Z and Beyonce. But one of the things that I really loved is when after both of their albums came out, the Lemonade album mm-hmm. and then his 444 album, he was very open very about um, him going to therapy. Yep. 
um, because we all know that he cheated. Um, so he was very open about him going to therapy and um, the effects that not only therapy had on him, right. but on his marriage. Absolutely. And um, so he is he is a, a, a big supporter of, of therapy. So I, I like to see other men or I like to see men. Um, when they're in support of therapy and even telling their friends, go to therapy. Absolutely. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed about. I think even with, there's a stigma, not only amongst the fellas, but even I've had to get past the stigma of my wife maybe looking at me differently Mm. by being so vulnerable. Mm, You know, like crying and I'm like, no, I'm supposed to be a leader and I don't know where we're going and I don't have all the answers. So having to come to grips with that or face that made me feel really vulnerable and with, with that space. So, But I you know, that, that different, life. that different viewpoint is not necessarily a bad one. Cause I would, I, I would agree. I would look at my husband differently if he went to therapy, but not in a bad way. Right. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would very, I would be so supportive and I would be so appreciative that he wanted to invest in himself, in in his emotions, and his mental health, in our relationship or marriage. Um, it would make me look at my husband differently, Absolutely. but not in a in a negative way, in a more positive way. I think my love would grow for my husband um, if he went to therapy. No doubt. I think no. I think a lot of times what people get kind of caught up in is appearances, and because the stigma still does exist when yeah. it comes to going to therapy and you know trying to be mentally healthy and emotionally healthy, yeah. a lot of people still kind of shun that. Like, well, what's wrong with you? Right. It's like, okay, it's not necessarily that anything's wrong, but I need to talk some things out so right. I figure yeah. out what's going on yeah. within me yeah. so that I can be there for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, like, this year, 2019, the last part, or just 2019 was really tough on my marriage, tough on myself personally. So it actually almost forced me to go to therapy. You know, it, it really did. It was like, all right. And having conversations with a life coach, a really good friend of, um, of, of our family, she actually helped me navigate through some things and helped me uh, discover like a lot of, a lot of things that and I were, um, you know, facing in our relationship had to do with some, you know, a lack of emotional intelligence, right. a lack of, you know, just mm. demons that I'd had growing up, not knowing mm. how to communicate. And it's just like, wow. So I had to come to grips with that. And I was like, okay, in order to have my relationship with Melissa, in order for it to be healthy, and then above all of that, me actually loving myself. Like right. that's been 2019, that was huge for me. <laughs> like, having conversations with a therapist to love myself better. And more. So, yeah. I think it's really imperative that people understand that because a lot of times when people are looking for love, they're looking to find it in another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And until you truly, genuinely have it in yourself and you're able to put your authentic self out there and be vulnerable mm-hmm. and, you know, allow yourself to be sensitive. And that also includes setting boundaries and, and you know, determining who you allow in your space, I think all of that is a part of it. Absolutely. When it comes to being able to love somebody else, you definitely have to 
genuinely love yourself. Otherwise, yeah. you know, that's like kind of like the imposter syndrome. Like you're trying to present yourself, like love me, love me, love yeah. me. Yeah. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, uh, right. right. So your affirmation about be kind. Be kind. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, and I and I have to admit, I have gone through that before. You know what I'm saying? Looking for love somewhere else outside of myself. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so I, I've, de- I've definitely gone through that before. Today, we're just going to take this time, because this is our first podcast, we're going to take this time to introduce ourselves to you and um, kind of talk about what love means to us. Yeah. Um, since the show is called What's Love, and we are your hosts, um, we just want to give our interpretation of, of love and and so that you can kind of get a better or a, a good idea of our viewpoints as we move forward in in our future podcast. So, um, who wants to go first? Erica Berry. You should let the guy go first. Berry, go ahead, go first. <laughs> you got it. You got it. So, my interpretation. Well, let me introduce myself first. Yes. So, uh, name is Barry Case. I'm actually a native of Washington D.C. Been in Jacksonville for maybe the last. 15, 20 years. So Jacksonville is now home. I've been married this May 21 years. I have two sons. Uh, my oldest son will be 21 uh, in April. And my youngest son is uh, 16 in February. Okay. So I'm married to the beautiful Melissa Case. Um, and my interpretation of love. So let, let me go ahead and set the, the stage with this. I don't necessarily have a definitive definition for love. I, I believe it's uh, evolving. Uh, I believe it's very fluid in some regards. So, and because it is fluid and you know, and it's evolving, one of the things that I have done, especially here recently, and in the wake of some of the challenges that I've had with within my marriage, um, I don't want to seem super spiritual or anything like that. But Corinthian, First Corinthians, what is it? 13 verses four and eight, just talking about love being patient, love being kind. And that actually has given me a, um, a foundation of, of my definition now. It's like, all right, love is this. So, cause one of the things that Melissa and I were having a, a challenge with was her feeling loved by me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, am I doing these things? Am I being patient? Am I, am I envying her? Am I, am I, being too quick to be angered. So that helped me give me a, a foundational piece to be like, all right, this is what love is. Because it has so many different languages. You got all these different love languages. But for me, First uh, Corinthians, uh, I'm saying it right. 13. 13, yeah. 4 and 8. That, that has now given me uh, a foundation of what love is. So you want me to keep going? Because you know I can keep going. <laughs> yeah, I can keep going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> But I mean, again, so those things have so literally like and I'll just be very transparent right up front, like in the 2019, we had actually separated and I wrote on an index card that Bible verse to help filter my behaviors, my thoughts and how I communicated with my wife. I was like, nah, this is what love is. You know, we have because love can be so fluid and because it can be so, uh, you know, undefinable almost because everybody has a different interpretation of what love is for me that helped when i was talking to my wife i was like yo you don't have to be patient you, you know like hey hear her out 
mm-hmm. like give validity to her feelings, mm-hmm. you know, um, be kind. And because a lot of times you're like, when you think you are this, you're like, I'm doing it. But then when you take a step back and you really reflect and you listen to other people, you're like, well, maybe I'm not as kind as I thought I was. Right. That that's, right. that's that's big right there, taking a step back and being honest right. with yourself. Yeah. Right. And one of the things like, and I'm pretty sure we're going to uncover it in, in these conversations, but love is also de- defined and interpreted differently by the other people. And you have to speak that language. Right. So all these yeah. things that I'm doing or consider myself doing in my marriage, it wasn't speaking to Melissa's love language. Right. You know, and for, it may sound corny to some, but I'm like, yo, I'm not speaking her language. So I had to take a step back. And then on top of all that, all that being patient, being kind, you know, not ain't quick to, you know, slow to slow anger, anger, slow to anger, all that stuff. I literally had to do that to myself right so so if anything i've said that was the most important thing that took place it's like well let me be kind to myself let me because i would get upset with myself for not being perfect for even Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. the troubles in my marriage Mm, like yo why are we having problems we should be here or even comparing myself like I'm at this age. I should have this and done all these right. different things. It's like, no, you're going to have to slow down. That's really powerful right there. Yeah, man. So That's it has been powerful. like literally me forced to get back together, reconcile and be in probably the best place in our marriage that we've ever been in 20 something years. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with me and even her finding our, we, one of the books that really helped us was Dr. Miles Monroe. I think it's marriage, divorce, and single or something like that. But that particular book actually helped us so much. I mean, we had to become single. Mm-hmm. Like people are like you had to become single in your marriage. Right. We yeah, had to yeah. become whole. Exactly. We were yeah, broken no, pieces. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. We were broken pieces in this marriage and looking for the other person to fix these pieces right. or fill in these voids. It's like, nah, bro, you're going to have to be whole by yourself. Yeah. And and then here's another piece that just that I was somewhat insecure about. It was like, well, I was looking for Melissa to fill my voids right. or mend my broken pieces. But then I would find myself somewhat low-key being envious of her being whole or being having her stuff together. Right. Yo, it looks like she's got it together and not realizing that she still had her own broken pieces and different things like that. But there would be a level of insecurity within me. So once I figured out how to love myself, mm, that's, yeah, that's I was able to do a much, I've done a much better job of loving my wife after all these years. But even when I say that after all these years, the one previously when I would make that statement, it would kind of be negative, like, oh, we should have had it way back then. Nah, I don't. It doesn't even come with that level of emotion. It's just like after all these years, we got it. Right, We're right. Getting yeah. it. Yeah. So. Which, which that like you, you said you guys have been married for 21, 22 years. Twenty one in May. Twenty one years. So like, look how look how long it takes to even get build yeah build that. And so for people who you know, decide to, I mean, people, you know, they, they get divorced for valid reasons, Absolutely. but you know, sometimes I wonder if it's prematurely, if it's, you know, 
I would say yeah. Yeah, because look how long it took for y'all to to build that and get to that to get to that point. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. you know, people can just stick. I mean, of course, there are some circumstances where yes, like, get a divorce. Absolutely. But <laughs> I, I agree with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you can stay stay in there and you know get through that and get to that and build that up there is it's worth it's worth it it sounds like i mean i don't know i never married but it sounds like it's worth it, <laughs> it is and it has been it really has my dad old school he has a he coined a statement he says uh what is it stick and stay stick and stay stay and stick stick and stay he like man you got to stick it out you literally have to stick it out and that doesn't mean in the absence of actually being intentional and making your uh, relationship healthy, mm-hmm. like he's like, no, you stick and stay with the with the behaviors and the mindset of like we're going to be happy. We're going to do the stick things that stay. we're going to do the things that we need to do right. in order to have a highly effective marriage right. or relationship. So I'm I'm just on that type of time now, but it was difficult for me to get to these next levels mm-hmm. because I wasn't loving myself. Right. So like I said, even though it, my definition or definition for love can be fluid. For me, that Bible verse has given me a foundation to build on. Like, all right, be kind to yourself. So it's like almost an affirmation. That yes. Bible verse has been an affirmation of loving myself and loving the people that's in my circle. So that's my what's love. That's good. That was really good. That is good. <laughs> all right, we can end the show now. now I want to hear these other definitions of love. Erica. Tell us what your definition of love is. What's love to you? Love to me is actually similar to what Barry said, because, you know, I'm one that's grown up in church. I've been in church my whole life. My parents have been married for this year. It'll be 46 years. So I had modeled for me what an ideal marriage looked like. And that was their foundation for their marriage. Um, And they basically grew up together. My parents got married at 19 and, or 18, 18, 19, and like 21, 22, somewhere. So they were, they were very young when they got married and they've been, and they actually got married like six months after they met and they've been together. How do your parents? My mom is 64. My dad just turned 66. I think that's common for that generation. I know my grandparents, they weren't together long before they got married. My parents were together six months before they got married. They they didn't have the internet back then. Right. (laughs) They didn't have as much access. See, I, <laughs> they didn't have as much access. They didn't have Facebook and Instagram. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so, with, like, my parents were able to model a lot of that for us growing up. I'm the oldest of three children, um, and then I have three children of my own. I have a daughter who's 22 and two sons that are 24 and 25, and I've been divorced actually twice. Um, and I can say that even with that and having those experiences and failed relationships that I do believe in love and I do believe in marriage. And one day, um, I'm not in any hurry, but one day I would consider getting married again. As a matter of fact, I talked to my daughter about it, um, the other day, um, 
somebody that we know they're pretty close to, they kind of kept their relationship low key just so that they could build that bond together. Mm-hmm. And then they eloped and they only told the people closest to them that they were married mm-hmm. so that they could solidify what they had. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't tell anybody else till like a year later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I told my daughter the other day, I said, that's what I'm going to do. Y'all will know, but I want to be able to, to really build something, especially now that I'm older, I'm more mature. I can say more specifically what I want, what I don't want, what I will work with, what I will not tolerate. I'm able to define that much better now that I'm older and have had those, um, unsuccessful, (laughs) unsuccessful relationships. Um, and I, I can, I can look back, which I do periodically. And, you know, with my, with my first marriage, I'm like, okay, this year we would have been married 25 years. And with the second one, we would have been married 15 years, which would have been a long time. But I had a certain drive in me for a, a relationship that was rock solid, like my parents. And I was expecting that from people who did not have that modeled for them. Right. And that made it even more difficult. So I was, I was kind of ahead of where they were as, as far as that part of their maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really understand how to build that relationship. Um, the experience, you know, I'm one of those people, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to regret it because look what's happened in my life, you know, before, after, during those relationships. But Um, so I don't feel like it hindered me in any way. Um, but I do think that it definitely contributed to my growth and the way I see myself because for so long I kept saying, well, what's wrong with me? Well, what's wrong with me? Well, why can't I have this? And what, you know, what is going on? And and is this my fault? And and I finally like, you know, woke up one day, like, Erica, you all right. (laughs) Like you're in a good place. Your kids are awesome. They're doing great work. You know, my daughter graduated from high school and people were like, congratulations. And I was like, my kids did all the work. They were like, you have three kids going to college. That's awesome. And I had to sit back and think about it. Like, wait a minute. That is pretty big, isn't it? You know? Um, So it didn't, those unsuccessful relationships didn't hinder me. I was still able to learn to love myself and I was still able to love my children in a way that they needed. Now, is everything all peaches and cream all the time? No, because we're human and <laughs> we have our issues, but we work it out. Were the relationships absent of love? That's a very good question. Um, I could say with the first marriage, we got married because we had a child. Okay. And so that made it really difficult to build from there. Um, with the second one, I was a feeling some of the pressure of, well, y'all been together a long time. Why don't y'all get married? Mm-hmm. Even, even in, even though I was kind of reluctant, we still went through with it. Um, and it was okay for the first few years. And by about year four, I was like, this is not, this is not what I signed up for. Right, this, right, is, right. this isn't going to work. And I, and I attempted and I, you know, I did what I knew what to do, even seeking counseling for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. even seeking, and I did went to two different counselors and it, and I was like, I can't, I can't make this work and I can't do it by myself. Yeah. So you can't tell me that you love me and you want this marriage and I'm the only one working yeah. at it. Yeah. And so it, 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 
and I'm one of those people like once I'm done I'm kind of done and I, right. I wasn't trying once once he got to the point he was like no I want to do this I was like I'm out I, I can't I can't so but it's um you know like I said it's been it's been a long time um since my divorce been about um 10 years since we were separated and at this point in my life I'll be 45 this year and I am so content with being by myself right now yeah. <laughs> like um I'm, I'm I genuinely am content so would you marry for love would you remarry for love yes okay. yes okay I yes. would. All right. so if a guy came to you now what would that love look like to you like how would you know a guy loves you Cause, cause that's what I want to hear. I'm like, for you, like literally like, yo, this is what love looks like for me. Right. So you mentioned talking, you know, love languages. Right. So that's something that I've studied for a while now. And I think it's really important to understand how people receive love, but also what their experiences are with love, because the things that they, that people grow up with, that, that that tends to affect how they love others. So, yeah. again, my parents have been married for 40 plus years. Well, my marriages, even though the first one, he was, he had a stepdad, he didn't have like a real relationship with his real father. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though him and his, his mom and his stepdad had been together for a long time. Um, my second husband his mom had never married. She had four children and never married. So some of he was, he was exposed to healthy marriages, but it was like, he couldn't quite grasp how to make it work um, from them. He he wasn't able to glean that um, information to make it work. So I think that understanding, even if a person is not, was not exposed to it um, growing up, that doesn't mean that they cannot love me in the way that I need to be loved. It depends on what their maturity level is at this time have in to regards be to love. Open to learning right. how you want to be loved. And that, right. that requires a level of vulnerability. Absolutely. To to say, I don't know. Right. Show me, tell right. me. And that, that's where the the love language because that is communication. Right. Yeah. So it's like you gotta talk you gotta talk about it. Yeah. You gotta talk about, okay, here's what I need in order for me to know that you love me. Yeah. Here's what I need you to do. And that's something I had to learn. I had to learn that, okay, men are not mind readers. I need to yeah. tell I need to tell him what I need. Some, <laughs> I can I can hear right now some of the men clapping for you. <laughs> <laughs> men are not mind readers <laughs> but, the, but that was that was part of my problem with my marriage I, I did begin telling him what I needed and it just literally wasn't happening yeah so I was like I don't know what else to do right yeah yeah hmm. so that's me okay oh and I'm a social worker too yes so. and I can't I can't <laughs> wait to in our conversations for you to, for you to bring that hat to the to the mm-hmm. conversation because you you just I heard a lot in what you were just saying now you know parental relationship examples right and you know the role that that plays um in in our own relationships um and so yeah I, I'm, I can't wait to I'm excited about that <laughs> but I can't wait to bring for you to bring that hat to um to the conversation so I guess it's my turn now it's your turn all right. What does love, what is my interpretation of love? Well, I will say this. 
Um, my interpretation of love is probably still being developed. Hence, um, the podcast. Okay. So how this podcast was created, um, I was going through um, a relationship and um, I noticed that, you know, I was doing things a little bit differently and I attribute that to just being older, a little bit wiser and more mature. Um, so, I, But I was having conversations with um, some of my very close friends, my best friends, and some of the things that we were we were discussing um, as it related to um, the relationship that I was in, um, it made for very good conversation. And and it was very thought-provoking as to um, the dynamics of relationships, the dynamics of, of, of love. And from there, I said, you know what, this needs to, this needs to be a conversation because I'm sure that, um, and, and, and it's not just females that I was having this conversation with. I have two best friends, three best friends, two of them are female and one of them is a guy. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about, you know, different issues in my relationships with them. And so I was getting, you know, um, different perspectives and me and my, me and my guy best friend, his name is Gerald. We talk all the time. Um, every time our conversation always comes back to, you know, just like the relationships that we're in or that we're dealing with or or just, you know, how to function in relationships or, our, our, you know, our, our perspectives of relationships. We always end up having that conversation. And what I find is that um, it's not it's not different between <laughs> men and women. Ultimately, we're looking for the same thing how we get there maybe two different right. or four or five different different paths um <laughs> but um <laughs> <or five different>. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 in that you know i i am still developing um my my interpretation of love and Barry brought up something good because it's kind of where i'm at is um, just because you, you know, have reached a certain age does not mean that you know how to love yourself. Right. You know, absolutely. And so, because I'm 37, um, and to be quite honest with you, I'm, I am just now really, it's like, it's really clicking now, like what it really truly means to like love yourself first. You know, right, right. I know people who I'll be quite honest, are, you know, about 20, 30 years older than me who yeah. still are trying to figure out what that means to love yourself. Right. So Barry mentioned something earlier um, in his in his journey is that he had to learn, and you're 40, Barry, right? You know, I want to put my age all out. <laughs> <laughs> I am 40. Barry is 40. <laughs> and so even at 40, you know, as a man, you're still learning how to love yourself in order Absolutely. to love your wife. To love her and others. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I am, I'm at a place and a point right now where um, that's where I, my, my interpretation of love is evolving right now. Um, it is, it is developing and evolving. Um, because what I thought was love before wasn't what I was shown was love before I'm learning that it wasn't. Um, was it, was it not love 
or could it have been the absence of some other emotion or um, element? Because you know, even when you talk about infidelity, and, and, and that's, like, that's, do you that's not a, love somebody if if the infidelity a, was involved. Um, I don't think that you can love somebody if infidelity mm-hmm. is involved. I really don't think that you can. Um, you know, just looking at relationships within my family, okay. how my grandparents they function how my parents function. Um, so let me challenge you with this, because you said earlier that Jay-Z and Beyonce was a couple that you looked up, but they are a couple that has dealt with infidelity. Mm-hmm. So is there is their relationship absent of love? Um, it could have been at the time that he was um, he, out there um sewing his, you know, doing what he was doing, mm-hmm. it could have been the absence of love, mm-hmm. and and that's even something to kind of, that, that that's even something to dig into and Absolutely. dive into, you know? Um, because I, I feel that, you know, if you're, if, if you're going to behind the veil of infidelity is um, betrayal, um, I mean, deceit, which is, I guess that's, that's the same. You're lying to somebody, you're, you are deceiving them, you're betraying them, you're not being loyal to them or to the relationship, the marriage or whatever. And I don't believe that um, in loving somebody, you can do those things. I, I think that love will stop you and say, you know what, let me, I love this person enough to not do this to them, to not be deceitful, to not lie to them, or even I love myself enough to not be a deceitful person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would have to say that I don't I don't think love is is present. Now, you know, maybe he found some love when he went to therapy, love for himself and in that, you know, um, love or deeper love for for his wife, but it's it's really hard for me to see how someone can and because you know I mean y'all two know my know my story you know I've been cheated on you right. know what I'm saying so it was hard for me knowing how I felt about that person I could never do that to them and say I love them you know so it was hard for me knowing that the that the hurt and the pain that I went through. Um, when, when, when this stuff took place, it was hard for me to really, um, believe him when he came back and said, but I love you. Hey guys, are you enjoying this episode? We sure hope so. Head over to our West Love Podcast Facebook group and join in on the conversation. And I just know how I felt right. with that pain and that hurt. And no way in the world you can no love me. There's no way in the world you could love me to to cause me to feel like this. I don't know. I mean, I know this isn't. I know this isn't the um, the subject that we're trying to get in. We got plenty of episodes to come where we can actually dive into this. But for me, it's just not that black and white. Um, and you know what you and Melissa keep saying keep it's saying not, this it yeah. really isn't that Cause, I can because the own uh, transgressions with taking place in our own marriage um, not being perfect in our own thing in our own situation um, having been witness of other people's relationships and you're like the dyna- so many different dynamics I'm like so 
to say that someone does not love a person because they made a mistake or infidelity. When you said deceit, betrayal, so does deceit and betrayal only come through infidelity? Okay. So let's do this. No, no, no. We're not going to take that at all. (laughs) We're going to answer what's love because you and you said uh, Corinthians 13 is love. So and and we can look that up right quick. The um you got it? I wrote it down. Yeah. You know, so love is patient, kind, does not envy, does not host, uh is not prime, not self-seeking. Not self-seeking. So is is betraying somebody self-seeking? Possibly yes. So then it's not love. So then it makes all that just null and void. Yeah. So so so, so and your love that you've demonstrated to the gentleman that you're making reference to, you were all of this. I was very patient. Well, I mean, but let's, let's be, let's, let's, no, I was now, too let's, patient. But let's be clear. Let's don't be self-righteous because I'm like, so no, you, no, 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 no. I'm so not being no self-righteous. Point did you dishonor him? At no point were you self-seeking. Well, what's 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 dishonor? What's I mean, the what's the definition what? of dishonor? Because I will say this: <laughs> at, at any point, were you easily to be angered? Um, Did you keep records of his wrongdoings? Um. So. So I'm saying, like, yeah. Well, you know, I I I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And yes, I'm I'm not. I don't want to be um, self-righteous. And I'm I'm sure that there are some things that um that I did not that I did not demonstrate when it comes to love as it pertains to First Corinthians thirteen. Right. Um. So, but I would I, just, I, I would I would argue that it's difficult for really anybody because we're human to be all of those things at one time. Right. Yeah. You're, at some right. point we're all going to fall short. You yeah. Know. At and some point you're going to lose your temper. So I, at some point, you know, these things are going to, at some point I am not going to respect you. Yeah. You know, at some point that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, right. true. So, and then because we're both, if we're both on the same page about love, then what I know for myself and Melissa, at some point her and I both have, Violated some of this. Mm-hmm. It was the other person that was saying, well, "I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be patient. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be forgiving." Right. Mm-hmm. And then when she's absent, you know, or if I'm absent, it's like, no, I'm I'm gonna continue to I'm gonna see past that. I'm gonna love past that because I don't I don't believe we can be perfect at this. Right. And so you know that. And so it all how going back how your love for yourself and your relationship mm-hmm. plays into this because then that just goes back to my affirmation that I said today is be nice yeah, to yourself absolutely. you know yeah. and so you know if I have a tendency to beat up on myself when I am not these days right. you know what I'm saying right. so if I'm going to beat up on myself when I'm not these things, then that means yeah, I'm gonna go beat up on somebody else. Right. <laughs> but like, now, I'm gonna get the business. You, you damn sure gonna get the gonna get all the business. Right. So, um, so yeah, so you know, so I, I guess it just goes back to to what I was saying about just how my interpretation of love is still. Yeah you know, developing and still evolving yeah. at, at least at this level, yeah. you know, That's for, for my own self. And then I can be able to interpret that with somebody else. Um, 
you know, bring on a whole new interpretation of love, you know, as it went with somebody else. But yeah, I'm still, I'm working on this love thing right now with myself, you know, because I got to get that right first because we see <laughs> how how important it is. And <laughs> but it's also a fine line too. It's also a fine line because, you know, you don't want to, we'll, we'll take cheating for instance, okay? <laughs> you know, you can, how, how patient do you be? You asking me? No, 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 no. Oh, it's a rhetorical okay. question. Okay. But how how patient how patient do how patient are you? How patient do you be? You know? And and if you are patient and they keep cheating and cheating and cheating and cheating, then I mean, are you then it's like are you playing the fool? So, yeah, or, or you're not loving yourself right. enough. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's still it's a fine line when it comes to What's love? What's love? Not love. One of the quotes that I posted, Mm -hmm. what you just said, goes right along with what I. One of the quotes that I posted that says, "When I loved myself enough, I began leaving whatever wasn't healthy. This meant people, jobs, my own beliefs and habits, anything that kept me small. My judgment called it disloyal. Now I see it is self-loving. Yeah." So, I mean, even even in that, just like, you know, defining loving your own self. Right. I mean, that's it's it's complicated. It is complicated. That's why you're <laughs> saying it's not you can't be just black and white. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. depends on circumstances, personalities, yeah. upbringing, yeah. mental so and emotional state. Right. It could depends on there's so many factors that are involved that you really can't. It's it, you can't just you know it's, it's one way or the other it's this or that and and just keep it at that without considering other factors. Now here's how I look at it: when you I'm a pros and cons person. Okay. Make the list. List. Make the list. It's see. like okay, what are the benefits of this mm-hmm. and 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 what's not? You know what is what are the benefits and then what is hurting? What is causing mm-hmm. harm? If what is causing harm is outweighing the benefits, then that's something you need to pull away from. And that's and that, and that was basically how I described what happened because people kept, they were surprised when I got divorced the second time and they were like, "Well, wait a minute, y'all look so good together." I'm like, "Looks are nothing, right. you know. You know, yeah. they do count. I do." Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Looks do matter, but there's a difference between looking good together and putting on airs in front of people. Yeah, yeah. And and when when I got to the point where I woke up one day and I was like, I am depressed. This is not healthy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I had to, you know, kind of decide. This is something I got to leave because I'm putting in more than I'm getting out of it. And I think there has to be a balance, a mutual benefit when you're in a relationship yeah. where both people are learning and growing and growing together yeah. and not um, it being so imbalanced. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. That's good. So we have a lot to discuss. We can sit here, we can go, all three of us can sit here and talk on and on and on about this. We can talk all day. And so we are going to create episodes out of this stuff. 
But we can sit here and we can talk all day about what's love, what's not love, um, our interpretations of love. And so that's what that's that's what you can look forward to. That's what you're going to get out of this. And hopefully it's um, it's even thought provoking for for yourself. And it makes you ask um, ask yourself some questions um, and kind of make you do a little bit of self-reflection. Um, and maybe, you know, if you're married, if you have a partner, um, some reflection with your spouse too, um, or, or reflection with your spouse and, and sitting down and having the conversations like what is, is love, um, and defining that with each other. All right. So this was a pretty good podcast. I think so too. <laughs> I enjoy it. This is going to be, this is going to be good. I'm very yes, excited. I agree. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, all right. So. To wrap everything up, Erica, Barry, one word to describe your interpretation of love right at, thus far. So I so I was Googling. One word. <laughs> triangular theory of love. That is not one, one word. word. That's not oh, no, <laughs> one word. One love. One word to describe love. I have a word that comes to mind with what you said, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a oh, this is hard. Um, just one, just one, one just word. give us one word to describe your interpretation of love. I'll go while he's thinking. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. My word is nurture. Nurture. Okay. Nurture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my word would be, um, love is evolving. Love is evolving. Love is evolving. Or maybe maybe I don't like that word. I'll come back to my word. Bear, what's your word? Love is this is good. Love I really have to think. think about it. I'm word, gonna, okay, I have a word. Love is gray area. That's two, two words. words. Oh. If you put it together, it's no, it's not. <laughs> two words. <laughs> like gray. All right, love, love is gray. It's not black <laughs> and it's not white. white. Love, love <laughs> is gray. <laughs> um, the word that keeps coming to my mind is perfect. Like, not the individuals, but love itself. Love itself. Love, love itself is perfect. Like love okay. itself is like perfect. That. Like not the people, but love. I, what I was going to pull from what you said, I had in my head fluid because you had said yeah. earlier that it was fluid. I thought you were going to say fluid, but you probably forgot you said it. Probably so. <laughs> so perfect, gray, and nurturing. Those are our three three words to describe our interpretation of. So we hope that you um, enjoy tonight's podcast. And we really do look forward to bringing you more um, episodes. We would like to thank you for tuning in to this episode of What's Love. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram um, at What's Love Podcast. So on Facebook, we have a page and we also have a group page where we have lots of discussions. So be sure to join our Facebook page, um, What's Love Podcast, our Facebook group so that you can get in on all the conversations and all the discussions. And then don't forget to visit our, oh, and then our Instagram page is um, at What's Love Podcast. And don't forget to visit our What's Love store at whatslovepodcaststore.com and check out um, some of our merchandise. We have our What's Love, What's Love um, 
signature tea, we have our black love tea, and then we have, um, you know, shirts with and hats with different um, quotes and sayings on them that promote love. So join us next Tuesday for another episode of What's Love. Thank you for joining us.